Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the new PFF NFL Daily. Here's a recent snippet from the PFF NFL podcast. The uh, the Discord question of the week. This is perfect for you because it's a Bears-related question. Uh, this one's actually sent in for consultant GM Steve. Unfortunately, consultant GM Steve is on the road right now, so he's unable to show up with his... Uh, his background and his GM podium and all that kind of thing. So this one came in from NothingMan55 on the Discord. Things went very badly for Justin Fields and the Bears offense in general on Sunday. Based on Sunday and the second half of last season, is it already time for the Bears to look to move on from Fields, or is this an overreaction? It's such a frustrating question uh, because <laughs> still, and I'm not making excuses, you know, when I say a lot of these things, he still, you know, was under pressure, the second most of any quarterback in the NFL behind only Daniel Jones. The Packers do have a good front seven, uh, but still, it's not the Dallas Cowboys, you know, unit that, that Jones faced. Um, but nevertheless, uh, I mean, for his average time to throw was still super high. His average depth of target was way low, even though he was holding on to the ball very long. You've seen breakdowns from JT O'Sullivan at the QB school, mm. um, other people, you know, that do this for a living of him not, you know, getting the ball out when it's like simple concepts like mesh or, you know, DJ Moore coming open on a, on a simple crosser, like very fundamental throws he should be making are not being made. So, yeah, as bad as the surrounding circumstances are, <clears throat> excuse me, as bad as I think Luke Getz's game plan was, which was a bunch of straight dropbacks, which had route trees that I that, that, that no one was getting open on or even really trying to get open on, uh, their red zone play calling was illogical at best. All that said, they have two first-round picks next year, I think, for a reason. Um Look, even even the Eagles had two first round picks going into last year with Jalen Hurts. Yeah. They didn't know for sure what they were going to do. They made sure they had a backup plan. I'm not quitting on Justin Fields just yet, but it's possible that is the, that is the route we go by the end of this season. Yeah, they've done a good job of building in that contingency. Like I, I think that would be a smart thing for every NFL team to do. If you have a quarterback you are not 100% sure of as being the guy, the future you should be stockpiling future first-round picks because if it goes to hell, you have to use those picks to go find the next guy because it might not go to hell enough for you to be picking number one overall or number two overall you know, and have your shot at that guy. So Chicago building in that future contingency is exactly like the Eagles doing it with Jalen Hurts, which I think people kind of forget about because Hurts worked out. They specifically uh, built in a backup plan. They were like, Hertz might be the guy, maybe, probably is, 
But let's let's get a future first rounder so that we have two just in case he isn't. Because if he isn't, we're going to need to go get the next guy. And we can't, you know, do it by blowing up the whole franchise, winning two games and get, picking number one that way. So Chicago doing that, I think, is smart. What I would what's very frustrating, I think, is, you know, last year, obviously, the picture was very muddy because they stripped everything back. They sold off every useful player they had, and it was like, good luck, Justin Fields. Like, you've got nothing to work with. Have fun. And for him to show anything last year, I think, was impressive. Like, he won the starting job simply by showing any form of viability with no help whatsoever around him. So this year, you, you get him some weapons, you get him some help, and you try and see what he can do with, with a viable quarterback situation. It would be so much easier if we weren't coming out of those games going what the hell is this offense like if we just had a clean picture and we could 100 percent put all the failings on justin fields and say look this is all his fault like the thing is working the offensive line is okay the scheme is there it's drawing up plays you know scheming guys open left right and center and fields is failing but what we've got now is is a similar muddy picture which is fields is definitely making some mistakes He's definitely not doing what they need him to do in that offense. On the other hand, what the hell are some of these plays? Like, that shouldn't exist in this, you know, discussion, this analysis. No, 100%. Because the personnel stuff, again, the offensive line could be better. But, I don't know, I think both young tackles are showing promise already. Obviously, one game for Donnell Wright. Uh, you go out and spend, you know, three years, $30 million on Nate Davis. I mean, he had like a 26 pass block grade for us and allowed nine pressures. So, not that he was a positive in week one, but... And and then the weapons are legitimately good. Like you have three good receivers. You have Cole Komet, who's solid and, and some depth. Robert Tunyon did not play in this game. And then you have three good running backs as well. Like you can't really talk about his lack of weapons anymore. But yeah, I, I mean, I'm not saying it's easy to hold up and, and to dial things up with an offensive line that's getting killed. But you know, half field reads and and rollouts and and just continuing to do things that kind of make it a simplified game. We didn't see it. I mean, Chase Claypool also doesn't really give a shit, so I'm probably not supposed to swear <laughs> on the show. My bad, uh, but that is the truth. So that doesn't help either. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it is, it's frustrating because we still can't really get a full analysis. But I, I do think, unlike last year, you, we can't make those excuses for 18 weeks. Like, at a certain point, he might just not be it. The NFL's here in DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't-miss offer for week one. This week, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly and when you just bet 5 bucks on any NFL game. DraftKings is hooking everyone up for some game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. Check, check the app. you got to go check the app to see what you get. So download now and use code PFF to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting five bucks. That's code PFF only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. The, I mean, overall, you know, the, the approach that they've taken, the new um, Ryan Poles, everything he's done, it, it has been, it's been, a, I think, a solid sort of rebuild job you know stripping all down made sense the dj Moore move i think was a really good one i think that's a better approach than drafting bryce young number one overall and throwing him into the same situation that justin fields was in last year which essentially were your choices um so moving back 
sticking with Fields, getting DJ Moore and other things, I think is a better option. But the they've made some mistakes along the way. Like we don't like some of the the players they drafted for certain spots, certainly on defense. But the single biggest goof has got to be that Chase Claypool deal. Like it, you could construct an argument at the time, but the pick ending up being 32 overall is just making that look more and more egregious by the day. Like it's effectively a first round pick. They flip for a guy who not only is doing nothing, but as I say, you, you, pointed it out and you know Mike Renner the late Mike Renner with the video showed him just walking through plays and screwing up almost everything now they're talking about potentially you know sitting him down a healthy scratch all that kind of thing like when you look at who they could have had with 32 overall it's a lot of good players a lot of good players that would you know not be on expiring contracts yeah and you heard the quote from Fields yesterday too where he was asked, he very indirectly took a shot at Chase Claypool. They asked him you know, about Equinemius St. Brown not being active for the game. He said, yeah, he's a phenomenal blocker on the perimeter. I feel like that was one of the biggest things we were missing in this game was blocking on the perimeter. And because, I mean, there's screen passes where if Chase Claypool actually did make a block on one of them, Darnell Moody probably could have broken off an explosive play. But instead, Claypool literally fell into Mooney because he wasn't even trying. So, you know, again, like there's so much going on here and it's frustrating. I know this is Justin Fields segment as well, and you're talking about some of the players they drafted. Uh, the defense also just makes no sense. Uh, ignoring the fact the defensive line is is the worst unit in the NFL still, you take like physical press man corners like a Tyreek Stevenson and they just sit in soft and off coverage the entire game against a rookie quarterback who does not have Christian Watson. Like, I don't know. The coaching staff in week one was as bad as they possibly could have been. Yeah. Rookie in terms of playing experience, not in terms of uh, yeah. NFL experience, obviously. Um, if if So if they are at some point determining that Justin Fields is not the answer um, and wanting to move on from him, that's the kind of thing that only happens at the end of the season, right? There's no scenario by which they start to look on from any pra- in any term of practical sense within the season, right? Because they can't really trade him away because they don't really have any alternatives. Nathan Peterman is the backup. I guess you could construct an argument that Tyson Bajan played really well in preseason and maybe you want to give him a look, but that's the kind of thing that probably only happens in like week 16 when the whole season has already gone to hell. And if the Bajan thing doesn't work, it only lasts for a couple of weeks. You can't really do that in like week six and then decide, actually, no, he stinks as well. Now we got to go back to fields, and the whole thing is a mess, right? No, I think they are going to just let him ride it out, and they should. You know, they, they definitely should. I mean, to a degree, uh, also his scrambling, you know, was kind of the, the biggest part of the offense they had. Yeah. yeah. He's credit. He actually was pretty good in the first half. He was getting the ball out quicker. Yes, it wasn't often down the field, but he did, I think, look, you know, more comfortable, and I've nitpicked him a ton on his accuracy or his ball placement not leading to yards after the catch. I thought that was good in the first half of this game as well. Things really got ugly in the second half once they were down and kind of pressing. So there actually were some positives I took away from his film. It has to be his team this season. And to their credit, look, I I did like Bryce Young a lot coming out, but Maybe they had an eye on this quarterback class coming out. Now, yeah. if you're watching college football these past weeks, there's eight guys that I think are, you know, top 50 pick caliber players. Um, it, it could line up pretty well. Yeah, I mean, we we talked about that earlier in the week with Trev. It does sound like it's going to be, you know, a pretty spectacular looking um, quarterback class this year. Also, I, I think we're seeing in Carolina already after a week, like the lack of help around Bryce Young 
is a problem, right? Like that, maybe it would have been a longer term thing if you were drafting Bryce Young, but Bryce Young would not be fixing the ills in Chicago right now for the same reasons Justin Fields isn't, right? It's If you don't have a viable level of help around the guy, it's not going to matter. And Fields, whatever about DJ Moore coming in and, and helping the receiving core, the offensive line was still getting wrecked. And as long as that's the issue, um, like he's not going to have success. 